If you have found yourself here, it means you have chosen to think for yourself and to come up with your own ideas of what is true. It means that you are brave enough to break the norms of society and live by your own rules in harmony with Mother Nature. It means you have decided to explore the inner workings of your own mind and heart. It means to stand up where others have failed. To carry a wild heart means you hear the call and take action. As we call out, I am a wild one together as a community, we commit ourselves into the world to stay awakened. We help each other on this journey. Being a wild one does not require perfection, for it is in our imperfectness and being human that makes us perfect. As we unlock pieces of ourselves along this wild one journey, we will discover who we truly are. This community was created for that very purpose. It takes time to break away the barriers of bad programming. As a wild one, you will discover ways to unlock your heart and to hear your own inner guide. This is a safe place to explore yourselves. The tools and workbooks, healing sprays, helpful herbs and essential oils, quarterly and monthly box subscriptions have all been created to help you to unlock the wild heart that is within you. All that is required to join our community of wild ones is an open mind, an open heart, and a willingness to discover your true self. Welcome, my dear wild one. This week's episode is brought to you by I Am A Wild One Aura Sprays. Aura Sprays are powerful meditative spiritual tools you can use along your self-healing journey. Each bottle contains moon-charged, crystal-infused, high-vibrating spring water, organic essential oils, powerful Reiki healing energy, and a little bit of magic. These Aura Sprays are unlike any others you may have tried. They are made in small batches in my Los Angeles kitchen and are super infused with love and lessons that act as guides through your personal self-healing journey. As a wild one who listens to this podcast, there's an exclusive buy one, get one free link here in the show notes. Look in the description below or reach out to me directly through the I'm a wild one Facebook group. Hey, Wild Ones, Michelle Vreeland here. Welcome to another episode of I'm a Wild One podcast. I'm so happy that you guys are here. Um, I think about you guys all the time, and I think about subject matters that I feel like you would really like me to discuss with you or um, subjects that you would like me to bring up. And I base that on... Um, like a collective sort of feeling. So like if I start to see like repetition in the world of certain subjects, I try to bring that to you. I kind of look at it as like, okay, that's a pretty good sign that um, other people are thinking and feeling the same thing. And they're probably going to want a discussion about that. And so um, I'm trying to think of, of that. And then I also um, bring in my personal, um, stuff that's going on with me um, um, and discuss it with you so that maybe we could have a really good discussion about um, just um, things that are going on within ourselves eternally or externally. And I just wanted, I want this to be a very free space for the both of us. So that we have a very unfiltered place where we can talk about um, any and everything in terms of um, our personal growth. 
And uh, there's the bell. It's like, yes, we're on the right track. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I'm really excited about um, this week. Um, I'm feeling very charged about everything that's um, going on around me. And I'm feeling very excited about um, just um, so many different things. Um, I'm trying to trying to calm my thoughts down enough to be able to um, talk about those things. I, um, but this week I really wanted to, um, get into, um, some, uh, something a little deeper, um, because what, what I woke up to this morning in my head was, um, trauma, like meaning when I say trauma, what I mean is, is that how people respond to trauma that, Trauma either can take a person down completely or it can completely empower and strengthen a person. And um, each one of us, I feel like at some point, one time or another, has experienced a level of trauma. Some are worse than others. Um, and, and I don't know why I feel very strongly about talking about this. But what's been going on inside of me is, you know, why, why is it, and this is, I guess, me kind of psychoanalyzing myself, is why is it that I still have the capability to love people, even though this world has been an unkind place to me, even at a very, very young age for a very, very long time? So it wasn't like <clears throat> I experienced one thing. Um, it was kind of like a layering of trauma throughout my life from in various stages and figuring out and me as a young person trying to figure out how to navigate that world in that space. And, um, and so I wanted to discuss that with you because I know that some of you are probably um, wondering that within yourself as well is like, you know, I experienced this really hard thing, right? How do I cope? How do I deal with um, that hard thing that I have experienced? And how do I work my way in and around and through um, that thing? Um, the thing being the trauma. And um, so I just wanted to have a conversation with you guys about it um, without getting into like major details. Um, I think when I'm ready at some point in this podcast, I will talk about my personal experience um, when I'm ready. But this podcast, I kind of want to not kind of, I want to talk about <clears throat> how, how one can, um, how the choices in your life can be more powerful than the trauma in your life. And that's really what it boils down to is that the choices that you make, you know, and I, and I've thought about this for quite a long time because even I myself have wondered why and how do I um, get through? Um, like, how do I still love people? Like, how do I still get excited about the world when I wake up in the morning? How do I, like, why is it that I'm like that? And I'm not saying that I'm always like that. Because the truth is that I'm not. I'm not always like that. And... Um, <clears throat> And there are days where I'm like, dude, like this day sucks, you know, <laughs> it's not a good day, you know, and I can't deal and I want to hide and I want to run and I don't want to be here right now. And I have days like that. But what I have learned over the many, many years is that through art, through creativity, through music, I've been able to find my way through. And every time I pick up the guitar, that's me making a choice on how I'm going to deal with the trauma, on how I'm going to deal with the pain. And, um, and so I wanted to discuss that. Um, and I wanted to go over the various options of what 
a person can do to get through um, trauma. And, um, and I know that, um, and so I, I just want you guys to know, because I want to be very clear, I'm only, I'm here, I'm not a doctor or anything, but I'm here to tell you my story. This is my story. This is like what I have done to find ways to overcome or, or to find ways through the pain, through the trauma. And, um, and it hasn't been easy. I'll be honest with you. It hasn't been easy because there are times where I have wanted to choose the unhealthy option. There were times that I did choose the unhealthy option of dealing with trauma. But what I find is that my inner compass tells me that beauty, art, love, companionship, compassionate um, behaviors are much more satisfying and gratifying than some of the more destructive choices that a person can choose after experiencing trauma. And I also find that being of service to others um, puts you in a position to feel better about yourself. <clears throat> Sorry about that. It's still morning for me. I'm still having my coffee. And sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I have really good ideas, or I think I have good ideas. Hold on, let me turn off this heater. <clears throat> so, so yeah, so when I'm talking about the various ways, so I wanted to get into... Um, the different kinds of, I, I don't, I know this is a very, it's a very heavy subject, so I don't want to like skip through it lightly. That's why I'm pausing because there's a part of me that wants to really talk about what type of trauma and for how long, you know, get into the nitty gritty of it. But there's also the part of me that just wants to skip to the to the good stuff, skip to the happy stuff, you know? That's always been kind of an issue for me where I don't really want to face the darkness. I don't really want to look at my shadow. I don't want to look at the murkier aspects of my life. And I guess for me, that's been a coping mechanism. And I guess in the psychological or... <laughs> Um, the psychiatry world, they would say that's something called um, disassociation, <clears throat> which very well may be what I'm doing. But I do find that it is helpful for me. Um, I do find that it is helpful for me to disassociate at times, like it is, it's a gift to some degree. Um, so that I can manage and get through my day and move forward. And so I do feel like to a degree it gives me an error of strength um, because at the end of the day, it is all about your personal happiness, your personal joy. And um, But it's also about doing the work. You don't want to bypass the work that you need to be doing. And then when I say the work, I mean the inner work. Um, and I have myself done a lot of inner work. And what's interesting to me is that through this work, I find that there's all this unexpected um, psychological um, stuff that I didn't even expect was there. And so when that stuff comes up, I, I try to heal it. And that's as a healer, that's something that I've learned to do like, like, for me, when I heal something, like if I see it and I recognize it, I try to heal it because part of the, I feel like part of the, the number one rule of a healer is you can't heal things you can't see. And if you can see it, by all means, heal it. And so as a healer, that's what I try to do. And that's also what the sprays are about, the aura sprays is they are the journey and the lessons of me healing certain aspects of my, um, my world. 
And um, so my world, I know aspects of my world, well, aspects of my, of my, of my psyche and of my spirit and my soul. And I really do believe for me, for my lifetime, I want to heal as much of it as I can. I want to release as much karma. I want to release as much pain. I want to release as much as I can in this lifetime. Um, because for some reason, it's important to me. And I don't 100% know why it's important to me. It, I, just kn- I just know it's important to me. And I do know that it makes my life and my world a better place. It makes me a better human. It makes me um, better to the people around me. It makes my life better. Um, it, it just really, <clears throat> it's worth the work. It's worth the effort. And so when I spend the time doing my journey work, I find that it's me self-caring. It's me loving on myself, even if it's hard work, even if it hurts to do the work. It's me self-loving on myself because I'm doing something that will be healed permanently. And that's how I look at it is that for with each healing modality that I do, each, each lesson from each spray that I make that I do, it's me healing myself so that I could have a better human experience. <clears throat> and at the end of the day, I really do believe it's all about personal joy and personal satisfaction, you know, in terms of you living the life that you've always wanted to live. And part of being a wild one is reprogramming your mind and your heart to open up to this, to to this ideal, this ideal of you living the life that you want to live, not what someone else tells you that you should be living, but the life that you want to live at the end of the day. And for me, doing this healing work, especially with the amount of trauma I've dealt with and the layers and layers and layers of it, <clears throat> it excuse me, <clears throat> that's the, the thing about being in the morning is my throat isn't 100% until later on in the day. Um, but these thoughts were in my head and I really wanted to share them with you. Because I feel like it's important, especially for those of you that are experiencing trauma and inner turmoil and inner pain and feeling anxiety and depression and feeling like you can't get out of it. You can't get out of the mental cycle. You can't get out of the torture. You can't get out of it. I want you to know that you can get out of it and that you can use your free will and you can use your personal power and get out of it. You just have to make the choice to do it. It's just a choice. And there is this book called Happiness is a Choice. And there's some truth in that, major truth, where you're going to have to just make that choice. I'm going to choose to be happy. And it doesn't mean you're spiritually bypassing or you're bypassing the work. It just means that, you know what, I'm actually going to do the work so that I can find my happiness, so that I can find my joy. The work is worth it. And, um, and that's really what that means, in my opinion. And... I wanted, and that's why I share the sprays with you. I make these sprays for myself, just so you know. That's where they started from, is there, I kind of harness all the lessons and the energy that that I personally um, went through um, during that period of time while I was learning a certain aspect of my person, of my soul, and I harness that energy into the sprays so that the lessons that are um, that are available within that healing modality are harnessed within the spray, within the water and, and the ingredients that are inside. And then I share that with you, um, with you guys, those of you that feel like you need the extra help. And you know, the friends and the people that I know that use my sprays, um, you know, they do find a lot of benefits. And that makes me feel really good. It's like my way of giving back um, to people. And I really do want to see people soar and be happy and to find their personal power and to find their personal joy. That, that really means a lot to me when I see someone come out of something and on to the other side. And I think that's being a real wild one is learning that your mind is powerful and that you are powerful no matter what you've been through, no matter who's done what to you and for how long, you will always 
be a strong, beaming light that can heal anything. You are powerful, wild one. I want you to know that. You're extremely powerful. And there's nothing that you can't do. Absolutely nothing you can't do. You just got to put your mind to it and you got to believe in yourself. If you can believe in yourself, you can do anything. I truly, truly believe that. And I wanted to share this message with you. Um, And I guess inside of the group, the wild one group, I am a wild one group on Facebook, um, I would like to have this discussion further, this discussion about trauma and the various ways that you guys heal on your own or maybe haven't healed. Maybe you're experiencing trauma now and you don't know how to heal it. You don't know where to begin. I know that's where I was many, many years ago. I had no clue that I could ever heal this stuff. Um, back in 2010, when my anxiety and depression was getting to the height of my life, like it was kind of ruling my life. And I was one of those people that was a people pleaser. I would do a million shows. I said yes to everything and everyone. And I never wanted to hurt anyone's feelings. And I always wanted to be bigger and 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 I wanted to be more than what I was capable of being at the time in terms of spreading myself thin to many opportunities and to many people. And so therefore, it all came crashing down on me. And I developed severe panic attacks. And they were uncontrollable panic attacks. I actually thought something was really wrong with me because I didn't believe that a person could have panic attacks. I thought that was just made up. I really did back then. I didn't really believe that you could all of a sudden just hyperventilate and, but it's uncontrollable, you know, like you literally can't stop it with your mind. I thought that was not a real thing, you know, and that's how, um, uninformed and, un, um, educated I was towards the human body and the human experience. And so I experienced my first major anxiety attack. I thought I was going to die. I thought I was having a heart attack or whatever. I go to the ER and they're doing a bunch of tests. They do x-rays, all this stuff. And they're like, girl, you're, you're having an anxiety attack. That's what this is. And I was like, no, you're wrong. I mean, I was literally like, Mm-mm, that can't be, that's not a thing. You know, and um, and I'm and I'm one of those people like I consider myself very strong, like like I have a high tolerance for pain, you know, and I'll I'll white knuckle pain for long periods of time, you know. And um, so for me, it was like, I'm not that weak. I'm not I don't have a panic. I'm not that weak, you know. And so I was very, very upset with that diagnosis. But it was true. And it happened often. And even after I left the ER, I was having panic attacks a lot because I didn't have a mindful practice. I didn't have tools in my tool belt. I didn't have, wasn't doing the work. I was spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning in my life to where I, it was coming to a crash and coming to a head. And I remember getting to a point where I was like, I think I'm just going to quit music. I'm going to quit everything. I can't do this. And, um, and at the time, I think I had like several relationships going on at once at one point and I was just spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. And, and it wasn't even like I was drugging myself or any of that stuff, you know, cause I'm not really into that. Um, it was just, I was getting really high on different life experiences, different life, um, you know, scenarios, like even being on stage is a form of a high, you know, that, 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 that a musician, that a, that a performer gets, you know? And so I was doing five to 10 shows. I was just like rocking out and just going from place to place and like meeting my fans and like, just, you know, really connecting with people. And like, for me, that was a bit of a high, you know? But I never grounded myself. Like I didn't have a grounding practice, like a daily grounding practice. I didn't have a breath work practice. I didn't have meditation practices. I didn't have anything that would allow me to connect with myself. And so therefore, after you know years and years of doing that, I spun out. And I got to a point where I'm like, I can't do this anymore. This is too much, you know? And on top of everything else, 
I, I'm a single mom and my son is, is autistic and I had all that going on for me as well. So I had all these big responsibilities on top of everything that I was trying to achieve at the time. And it just all came to a head and I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I even went to South by Southwest. I did five shows there in 20, it was either 2010 or 2011. It was either probably March of 2011. <clears throat> I think that's when that was, I think. Um, I have to go back on my notes. Some of my fans out there probably already know the answer. <laughs> I have to go back and look. But um, even that was crazy. You guys, that was nuts. I had two ear infections at this point on both ears, and they were clogged with um, the infection, both. And they were in severe pain. Like I was in severe pain. And because singing is kind of natural to me, I wasn't worried about the singing part um, at the shows. But what I was worried about was my ability to handle everything by myself. And that's the thing is that I did everything by myself. And I went from show to show. I carried all my gear. I navigated everything. I even had press stuff happening at the time as well. So I didn't really have anyone to help me navigate that aspect, um, which is a whole thing in itself. And I remember going there and there's like thousands and thousands of people there, you guys. Like it's overwhelming. And I'm a highly sensitive person. So to be around that many people was really hard on me, especially without help. And I'm carrying all my gear. I have this really heavy Fender guitar with a heavy case. I had um, all my notebooks, my music. I even lost a whole notebook of music out there at South in Austin, I lost a whole, I lost probably 30 or 40 songs out of this notebook, like a lot. It's, it's somewhere in the ether, probably in a dumpster long ago. Um, but these, you know, because I wasn't self-caring and I wasn't, I just was that person I was like, I could do it all. I could do everything. I don't need help. You know, I was that person and it was awful. And I remember at one point, I was, I went to the back alley behind one of the gigs and I just couldn't take it anymore. And I just cried and I cried and I cried and I just cried because I was overwhelmed. I was in pain and I didn't know what I was, I was in over my head. I was in way over my head and I wanted to film and I wanted to do all these things that I didn't organize. I didn't orchestrate it correctly. I didn't have help. I needed one other person there. And the fact I didn't organize for one other person to be there was a huge misstep on my part. And that's kind of how I do things where that's one of my issues that I've learned from my trauma, my past trauma, was to not seek help. Don't ask for help. Do it all yourself. You'll, you figure it out. And, and I was kind of raised that way where there wasn't really an open conversation. You couldn't really have an open conversation about your pain that, or, or the sadness or, the, or whatever you were experiencing at the time. You couldn't, there was no one I could talk to. I didn't even have friends I could talk to about stuff because even my friends weren't real friends. They were, um, you know they weren't real friends growing up. And so I didn't really have anyone to talk to about what I was going through. I had to do all my, I had to process all my own feelings by myself. And so, and for me to ask for help, it would be very difficult because the times that I tried, it didn't really go over very well. And so I've learned, you know, as an adult, you know, at that time, at that period of my life that ask, you know, I, I became that person where like, I don't ask for help. I could do all this shit myself, you know? And, um, and that, of course you can't do that. <laughs> like, you know, it, it doesn't work, you know, <laughs> not at all. And, and, um, now, you know, fast forward to now, like I know this now and it's a big, big lesson, but I, I learned a big, big, big thing during that time. And it was really difficult 
And there were people that were out there supporting me. And if you're listening to this, I want to thank you for that. And they actually sent me money in real time as I was out there. And I needed it because I, I was literally like, I spent six months booking those shows and working really hard to make that happen. Um, I even was in the paper, the Austin Chronicle, for two weeks. I had an ad in there for two weeks. I got um, a group of people, like six of us, to go in on an ad, and I or- organized and orchestrated. I even paid for one girl who didn't want to pay, and I was like, girl, you d- you've done a lot. You did the booking. You did this. I'll pay for yours. Don't worry about it. You know, it was my way of saying thank you to her for all her hard efforts on this particular gig that she had worked hard on um, to book, so I wanted to kind of you know, be there for her in that way too, you know, like give back. But I was in the paper for like two weeks and then I was also, um, covered. Like people came out to see me at my shows too. Cause I worked hard for that as well. So I was doing a lot by myself and I had a, I had a PR guy too. Don't get me wrong. I had a PR guy too. He worked hard too and he did some stuff. So I'm not going to say that he wasn't there. Actually, he was there for me in a big, big way back then. But I really needed a manager then, like, you know, because I was very overwhelmed. I have a manager now, but I needed one then because I was doing it all and being the artist and, 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 um, but see, that's the whole point. See, when someone experiences trauma and I don't want to go on and on about that period, but it is a very pivotal time in my life because it represented um what happens what can happen to a person when they have unhealed trauma when they don't do the inner work when they don't have spiritual tools in their tool belt or mental tools in their tool belt um that they can use when times get tough or when times get rough and um and that's what happened to me where it just all came to a head. And then I took a, I, I, I hit, I hit the pause button in a big, big way. And I didn't come back until about 2013 because I was really suffering for a year or so with panic attacks, with, I was on medication that really kind of just blocked me, um, in terms of being happy, <laughs> you know, cause when you have, um, severe panic attacks, you're kind of depressions right around the corner because the meds they give you kind of just mellow, they mellow you out. They stop the attacks, but you kind of just become comatose to some degree and your light kind of goes dim a bit. Um, and that's kind of what happened to me. And then I had to come out. I had to wake up. I had to wake up. And I thankfully around 2011, at the beginning of 2011, I found a spiritual healer and I started working with her once a month for about a year. And I remember the first six months I was like, I paid for it, right? Like I paid her in advance for the work, but I sometimes wouldn't show up to do the work. And then at some point she was like, if you don't show up to do the work, I'm not going to work with you. Like I have your money, sure, but I'm not you can't come. If you don't do the work, you either take this seriously or don't come, don't bother. And she had and she was harsh with me, but I needed that. I needed to hear that because I wasn't just not showing up for her, I wasn't showing up for me. You know, I I wasn't taking what the work, you know, the the I wasn't I wasn't showing up for myself and I was unaware that I was doing that. Cause I thought, well, I paid for it. I paid for it. That's what I'm thinking in my head. Like it's very irrational thinking, by the way, um, thinking, Oh, I paid for it. So everything should be fine. But I was again, spiritual bypassing. Like I have to go there and I have to do the work. And so it took me about a good six months to realize, shit, I got to go there and do the work. And so, and so I would go and I would do the work and it was hard work, hard spiritual work. And I did that for about two years and, and a lot of beautiful things came out of it. A lot of hard things came out of it. A lot of difficult things came out of it. And then, um, and then in, and then in 2013, because of all the hard work that I did in 2011, in 2013 at South by Southwest, um, I was able to land 
an opportunity with a Texas company that was owned by Universal Music because they remembered me. They remembered me being on the airwaves because I was on the airwaves in Texas. They remembered the ad. They remembered my name. Like I did really, I did a really good job with brand recognition because I actually had a sponsor. I had a few sponsors and one of them was a flyer sponsor. So he printed out like thousands and thousands of flyers for me. And so I needed a street team, which I didn't have. I was my own street team too. That's how like far down that I can do everything myself rabbit hole I was. I was even my own street team, you know, so crazy. It was cray cray, cray cray, like serious cray cray. So I, 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 I flyered the whole place, you know, on top of, so I was like doing this layered PR thing, right? Because that's how I do things. Even in my music, I layer, you know, there's layers of music. And even when I make sprays, it's a layering effect that goes on. PR, it's a layering, you know, um, stuff. And even in my beauty regimens, because <laughs> those of you that know me know I was in the beauty industry for a long time. And even with that, <clears throat> it's all about layering. Like, and so it creates this like 3D effect in life when you can learn to layer things. And, and I'm pretty good at like catching patterns in life. Um, and that's how I'm good at doing different things and, and being skilled at different stuff is because I'm good at seeing the layers and how um, when you layer something up, it creates a more rich experience. Okay, so so back to... Um, this flyering. So I did all this PR layering for that two week period while I was there. And it, and it made a difference because I sent some emails out in 2013 looking for uh, a deal. And I sent like four emails out and then one came back. And this was that Texas company that was owned by Universal Music. And they were like, yeah, we totally want to deal with you. And I was like, great. <clears throat> so I made a deal happen. And um, and I did it all on my own. I actually really did. I even negotiated the rate on my own. Um, I got above what they were offering. Um, that's one of my gifts that I have is that, like, in negotiations, I actually can see numbers in my head, um, like like an appropriate number of what – that's how even in, in other careers I was able to, like, do that. That's how I was able to make more money um, than maybe my counterparts because I could get – I could get a visual of a number in my head of what I know that a person is willing to pay. And then I would negotiate uh, within that number. And I did that so many times. Um, and so when it came to me negotiating my own rates as a musician, I was really good at that um, at that point. And so, yeah, so, and it came just in time. It was divine intervention because I had, because of the depression that I was experiencing um, after the anxiety attacks and all that stuff, I wasn't able to work and perform the way I normally could. And so my finances were being drained. My savings was being drained. Um, I needed to make a, a, a one or two thousand dollars more than a month than I was making. So I was draining my my savings account. I was being extremely unhealthy with my finances. Um, but that's what, you know, unfortunately, anxiety and depression can do to a person is like you have all this hard work you've done over the many years. And then if you hit this level, then it just fucking sorry, my cussing, it takes you down, you know. And so <clears throat> anyway, so I was going through that and I was getting to a level where I didn't have enough for the basic needs. I couldn't pay rent and I was months behind in my rent and it was a really scary time. And my landlords are amazing, by the way, but they were like, girl, you got to figure this out or we're going to have to take some steps. And so I knew I had to do something. And so that's when I sent the emails out and that's when I found the deal. And it came almost instantaneously. And it surprised me so much. And um, and it was amazing. And it was so, like, divine and all these things. And then I was soaring really high because I'm making this music and I'm having a good time. And I'm doing um, – and, and I'm loving every minute of it because I love to be in the studio. It's one of my favorite places is to make music. And, um, and so it really turned me around in that sense. But – all right, so I want to get back to, um, <laughs> I feel like it was important for me to tell you guys the story, and I don't know if I've said it in other podcast episodes about um, the 
the 2017 South by Southwest and all that other stuff. But I think the reason why I feel like it's important for me to tell this story is because it has a lot to do with how you process and handle trauma. And, um, and I wanted to bring that up for that reason. And, um, I want you to know that, that, you know, I'm somebody that I, I consider that I'm out the other side and it doesn't mean that I don't wake up and I don't feel pain. And then I don't have days where I'm like, I feel like a little broken girl. I'm not saying I don't have those days. I still do have those days, but the difference is, is that I have tools now that I didn't have before. I have coping tools. I have coping mechanisms and um, and healing modalities that I do now that empower me much better and much greater than I did way back when. And the aura sprays are a part of those tools. The meditation is part of those tools. Going on walks is part of those tools. Writing music is part of those tools. Knowing that I can't do everything, building a team around me, a supportive team of people that can help and and be of service to the goals that I have in my life, not surrounding myself around toxic people who constantly need my help um, over basic things that they themselves should be doing. Um, so these are things that I've learned. They're choices that I've made that I've learned to do so that I could have a better life experience. And so that when I wake up in the morning, my life can be happy. My life can be filled with joy. My life could be filled with possibility and all kinds of stuff. And I got to tell you guys, some good stuff has come my way, like magical, amazing stuff has come my way since I've shifted. And, you know, I, I, have to, I, I can work less, like harder than I did back then. And more opportunities come my way. And I'm not saying that hard work didn't result in opportunities. It did. It totally did. But now I'm able to wake up in the morning, check my email, and there will be an opportunity in my inbox that I was not expecting. And stuff like that happens to me more often now than it did back then. And um, I even won a car last year. Like in tw March or in February of 2020, I won a car. I won a two-year lease on a Ford Explorer. And... Um, and that was freaking amazing, you guys. Amazing. And that's the thing is when you open yourself up to life and the joy that life has for each and every single one of us, um, your world changes. It changes dramatically. And I had to learn that. Um, I had to learn the lessons um, of that. And there's that movie that, you know, Under, Under the Tuscan Sun, you know, that that movie that with that Diane Lane. Some of you know it. Um, it was really popular in the, I think, 90s or early 2000s or something like that. I think early 2000s. And there's a point where they talk about uh, ladybugs. And she's saying, you're not, if you're living your life right, you're not seeking opportunity. Opportunity is seeking you. And, and it's ladybugs. So like the ladybugs will just land on you. You know, like you don't have to go out and find a ladybug and hope to have a ladybug experience. The ladybugs will find you. They'll land on you. And that's one thing that I found is that when you can change your way of thinking in terms of how life can open itself up to you, things will just find you. Like ladybugs will just land on you and like... Some of you know that have been following me a while, like butterflies land on me a lot too um, over the last few years, especially when I work in the garden a lot in the spring, in the summer, I get lots and lots of butterflies that come to me. They land on me. Um, I fix broken wings. I'm kind of like the the butterfly doctor. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but I really, I really love butterflies. I love their energy. I love their lessons that they teach humanity. There's so many lessons in a butterfly. And, um, and when I dive into the world around me and I dissect um, and look in a detailed sort of way of the lessons that just the earth has for me, I find that I'm totally supported on my journey here during this lifetime 
when I can do that. And it's, and for me, it's a start, you know, it's a start, um, to finding what the meaning of life is, you know, as a human. And when I, when I explore, um, the wild world around me and, and it reflects lessons back to me that I, that I so need. Sorry about that. Some music came on. <laughs> I guess this is a longer podcast episode than I normally do. I guess not too long, but, um, but yeah, some music just popped on. Um, but yeah, so when I connect with the wild world, I find that I learn, it reflects back lessons to me. And I feel like I learn so much and my love that's in my heart grows even bigger and that's what I feel like life is about. It's about love. It's about loving yourself and loving other people and loving the world around you and just doing your best to love as big and, and as deeply as you possibly can. And it's not about being perfect, you guys, because that's kind of what my song is You Are Perfect is about. It's like in your imperfectness, you are perfect. That's what that means. In your imperfectness, you are perfect. So your imperfect way of being is super effing perfect. And don't you ever forget it. I want you to know that. Don't seek to be this crazy, perfect, yes person like I used to be. Seek just to be yourself. And all of the glory of what that means. Because I'm telling you, if you could just be yourself, rip away the layers and the bad programming and all the guck and the depression and the bad thoughts or negative thoughts, I should say, you know, just wipe it away. Just like peel it off of you and get to your light, get to your purest light. And I'm telling you, you're gonna, it's all love there, all love. Get to your pure light and that's where your love's going to be. That's where your heart will open and expand and that's where your joy will start to rest and your happiness will dwell I know you can do it I've done it and I've been in some dark places many 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 times over many periods of my life different stages of my life and I'm telling you if I can get here you can get here too and I just wanted to send you this message of love and peace and sending you all the amazing things that this world has to offer you and just choose to seek it out. Choose it. Choose it every day. And I'm here to support you. Join the Wild One group. Grab some sprays. There'll be some lesson modules that go with the spray soon. <clears throat> Music's going to be released to you. Reiki infused mystic pop music is going to be released to you soon. I'm building a, a page right now. I should be done soon. You'll be able to access all of that. Um, and it'll help you. It'll at least plant a seed within you. And that's sometimes you only need a seed. You don't need a full plant. You just need a seed. You just need a little teeny weeny spark. That's it. That's all you need to get started. You don't need to be on the other side yet. You can be right where you are, right here, right now. And that's what this is about. That's what this world that I've created for you is about. And I just want you guys to know that and how much love and respect I have for you for being here and sharing this moment with me. It really does mean a lot to me. All right, wild ones, enjoy the rest of your day. And I'm sending you lots of love and blessings. You are perfect and divinely You're wonderful and marvelous in so many ways. Know of your beauty and how amazing you are. There's nothing that Divine
wonderful and marvelous in so many ways. As a child, you may not have heard this, so I'm here to say you're beautiful. despair and give 